0: Welcome to This Word Is Your Life with Pastor Alexander Arthur, coming to you from Word of Life Christian Center International in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Well, the Bible says that, that in the uh, fivefold ministry, you have the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers, and they all work for the edification of the body, yeah, the perfection of the saints, and so if the saints are to be mature, to mature, and, and, and let me tell you, the best Means or ways to determine a maturity of a believer is love. Sometimes we are looking at many different things that would think define someone who is mature. Maturity is not about church attendance or, uh, or it's not about uh, praising and worshiping the Lord when you come to, all that are important, don't get me wrong. But maturity is how, how much you walk in love. That's all it is. The more a mature person is, the more forgiving they are. The more mature a person is, the more they don't take the offense from other people. The more a mature person is, is a person who is prepared to yield advantage. The more you are mature, you walk in. That's an. The the love is a measure of the degree of maturity. uh, In love that you walk. So anyway, let's move on quickly because I gotta get to well, Um, what is the next verse? Yeah, uh verse 21. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Now this this is important. No lie is of the truth. If you get your loins about with truth, then you cannot, as a believer, get your loins with lies. It has to be with the truth. What is a lie? Well, next verse tells us, who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is a Christ? And so that is the point here. If a person denies that Jesus is a Christ, the Bible says an antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. And next verse, quickly, that's, who denies the Son, the same hath not the Father he did acknowledge the son had the father also. Now some people say we don't want to go through Jesus. All roads lead to the father. These scriptures say, "Ah, uh-huh, you are lying if you say that. You can't go to the father except you go through the son. If you not, if you deny the son, you will also deny the father." Oh, praise the Lord! And so the first armor, the piece of the armor, is the piece of the armor of truth. The Bible tells us in John 17, verse 17, so we'll be clear on this. John 17, 17, it says, Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. So sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And so if I'm going to girt my loins about with truth, I gotta get the word in me. I gotta have the word. I gotta have the word of God. Do you know when Satan in the wilderness, approached Jesus to tempt him, we know that as a temptation of Jesus Christ. Remember that? When he got there, what Jesus fought him with was, it is written. And not even what it is spoken, he said it is written. And I thought about it. You think about it. Why did Jesus say it is written? When the previous verse in chapter 3 of Matthew, God spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He could have said to Satan, when Satan said "Satan said to him in Matthew 4, 1, Is thou be the son of God? When he's already heard from the father, is he, that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He could have said, The father said, I'm his beloved son, son, in whom I'm well pleased. But he went to the written word. Why do you think he did that? He did that for our benefit. Because we may not hear God speak to us from heaven to say that this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. But we can read the Bible. And find out, as Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. So we can also say it is what? Written, praise the Lord. Everything Jesus did, he did it for our benefit. Glory be to God. Thank Holy Spirit for that revelation. Boy. Mm, I love it. Oh, I love the Lord. Mm. Anyway, I just got that. Now, so so we talked about, so one of the pieces is is that the second piece we talked about was righteousness. Is that you have to have the breastplate of what? Righteousness. We spent a great deal of time talking about what righteousness is. It's right standing with God. And you don't get righteousness by your self effort, but rather you get righteousness as a gift from God. And I love that. Because if all of us have to work for it, some of us may outdo others of us, either by fasting or living right as right and perfect as they think they have to, to, maybe, to forget to like them more or to give them righteousness. God said, nobody can meet my standard. And so I'm going to give it as a gift to everybody who will accept that. With that said, let's go to uh, Romans chapter 10. Uh, and we're going to spend some time there and look at righteousness again. I didn't get to bring this out last week, even though we covered a few verses there. Romans 10, verses, verse 1. Romans chapter 10, 10. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be what? Saved. Next. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They have a zeal of- They zeal of God. They have passion for God. But not according to knowledge. There are other religions out there that demonstrate zealousness. But not according to the knowledge of God. Remember I said that God's is love and his love is undefeatable kindness or unquenchable goodness. And this love, he extends to everyone, no matter what they do. You look at a religion, another religion, where even if a person speaks badly about the founder of the religion, they want to cut the head off. That is not love. You can't girt your loins about with such lie and error. Because what it does, it introduces fear. And we learned in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, that uh, but that perfect love casts out fear. So any religion that produces fear introduces fear is not a religion of god it's not a a relationship with god it can be a religion but not a relationship with god you can relate with god out of fear it has to not we're not talking about reverential fear but fear that torments as first uh, john talks about there's fear that torments but if reverential fear doesn't torment it's a respectful fear it's a worshipful fear we come to the lord and we'll worship him we we'll throw our hands up uh and and worship him and thank him and glorify him and exalt him that is different but a religion that introduces fear in people is not of god Amen. there's no knowledge of god in that kind of religion and you can girt your loins about with that kind of religion because it is error it is a lie it is not truth And so Paul is saying here, let's go to verse 3 quickly, um, Romans 10.3. It says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Verse 4, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Christ is the end. So we don't really have to do what we think we have to do in order for us to attain righteousness. Jesus did it; otherwise, God will not say it. He is the end of the love for righteousness. I think Romans chapter six. Uh, let's look at is it verse four. Let's Romans chapter six, verse four. Go to. Uh, let well, read that from there we'll go to verse 14. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism to death like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father even we also should walk in newness of life. Let's go to verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under grace. And so when you look at it that way it is wonderful that we live under grace. Because Christ, who is grace, is the end of the law. Christ, who is grace, is the end of the law. We are not under the law, but rather what? Under grace. Praise the Lord. In Romans 9, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, quickly. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Say, Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so righteousness is really a gift from the Lord. And all that the Lord wants you to do is to confess his son, Jesus, as your Lord and believe in your heart that he has been raised from the dead. If you do that, then indeed uh, you shall be saved. And the reason why that is important is this: there were those who didn't think that Jesus had come in the flesh. If he hadn't come into the flesh, he surely would not be able to die either. And if he didn't die, he would not be raised from the dead. And so go to First John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Uh, 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are going out into the world. Next verse. Hereby knowing ye he the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. That's why you have to believe that he has been raised from the dead because if he had not come in the flesh, he would not die. And if he had not died, he would not be buried and be raised from the dead. You follow this? So he says any spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Next verse. And every spirit that confesses, oh, verse 3, 2, let's go back to the game because I think I read it wrong way. It says, hereby know ye that the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And next verse, verse 3, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is God is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Verse 4. You are of God, little children, and i have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Praise the Lord. And so now we know that indeed righteousness is a gift and the way to receive righteousness is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe that he has been raised from the dead. If you do that, you'll be born again. You will have right standing with God. Oh, praise the Lord
0: on pastor alexander arthur or word of life christian center international go to wlcci.org or call 615-876-3086 and please consider joining us in person for services sunday mornings at 10:30 and wednesday nights at 7 p.m or join us for our virtual services on both facebook and youtube Uh, Thank you for
1: listening to our program uh, this morning, and uh, for those of you who have not had the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, will you pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior, and I ask you to come into my life. Take it and do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: At Word of Life Christian Center International, we believe in the power of prayer. Send us your prayer requests by email at worship at WLCCI.org or by phone at 615-876-3086. You can mail prayer requests to us at WLCCI, P.O. Box 23421, Nashville, Tennessee 37202. And remember, for all you're getting, get understanding. For the Word of Life Changes Lives.